0: Before I read this, kind of give an intro tonight and um, where we're at for this time. Um, I I love this season because I believe that there is, um, I believe that this time is perhaps more ripe than any time that we have um, to manifest the hope that we have. I believe that this time, more than any time, is perhaps um, is ripe to manifest the hope that we have. And um, so it's crucial that we, in this time, hone in on the hope that we have. You with me. And I believe that's what Advent is about. The season of Advent is about fixing our eyes on our eternal hope That is found nowhere else but through Jesus Christ. And letting the truth of that grip our hearts again. Letting the truth of that bring focus to our lives. Um, Letting the truth of that capture us. When there's a lot of other things that are saying, focus on me, let me capture your attention and your affections you can see there's tension in this time isn't there but i believe if we take hold of what god has and what what he wants to show us in this time then we will manifest the hope that's in us and the world will see it and it won't just be our hope anymore it'll be someone else's and so i i am thrilled for this time and it's not just about us returning and reviewing the story of jesus so that we can You know, um, get some warm fuzzies. But it's so that we can, in returning to the very starting place for us in um, this covenant that we're in, in returning to that, we can return to our first love. And just let him do some things all over again that he wants to do. The story is never meant to be old. Um, So we started a series last week called Sensing God, and the idea of this series is looking particularly at the events um, of Advent and um, recognizing how God has made himself known to us, Um, the truth that God himself has gone out of his way to make himself known to us, that actually since the beginning of time, God's desire has been to make himself known to us so that we could know him and that he could know us. His desire from the beginning has been for relationship. And when he created us, he created us for relationship and not just with each other, but he created us with for relationship with him. And so I... I um, the idea for this series was to think about all the ways that God himself has made himself known to us and actually how God has designed us and created us to know him and that actually he wants us to know him with the fullness of our being with our with our ears and our eyes and our um, even our our sense of smell and taste that sounds weird doesn't it? We'll get there actually not this week um, and and with touch actually God. Through all of these things has made himself known and wants for us to experience him pretty cool so uh, last week we talked about the first of these and it's 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 hearing and that God himself throughout time has spoken in, in in many different ways and he he rose up people time and time again to carry the very word of God to humanity and 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 we see this time period from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's this time that's called the the 400 years of silence. And it was this time where um, the voice of God was not clear. Where it w- the sound of God's voice was not in fact, it felt like silence. And then God comes into that, and that's where the Advent story really begins. And he breaks through through this guy named John the Baptist, and he comes with this word, and the word is prepare the way. God, after 400 years of knowing, no one hearing from him directly through a prophet, r- raises up this man named John the Baptist, and he speaks through his life, and the word is prepare the way. Of the Lord. And it's as if God is saying, I have not forgotten you, and I my desire as is what it's always been, that that you would know me. And so I'm making a way for you to know me. Prepare yourselves. Prepare your hearts. Ready your ears. Ready your lives. And so we talked about that last week. And this week, I want to focus on the second aspect of, uh, really, I believe, um, one of the ways that God has revealed himself in this time, through this season of Advent, and wants to be known to us. And it's, it's, it's through our eyes. It's through seeing. And, and if, if you, you like titles for, for sermons... Okay, or you're wondering, like, what's the point of this time tonight? You can write this down. God made visible. And when we think about Advent, that's that's one of the ways I would sum it up. It's about God made visible. God made visible. Let's read John 1, and we'll talk about what that means, and what that looks like. John 1. I love John's introduction to Jesus. It's different than the other Gospels. I feel like John was more, maybe more of an artist. He took some creative liberties here. and This is what he says. He says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made." Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so he, he, he starts this introduction about Jesus, and he ties it all the way back to the beginning. In the beginning. It's, it's, it would have been really familiar verbiage. It would have conjured up. The creation story. And he's saying back then in the beginning, in the very beginning of time when this world was created and everything in it, there was the word. And the word was there in the beginning and it was through the word that everything was created. And then he describes, he goes on from describing the word as the light. The word becomes the light. We like that, that term around here. the Scripture, the light. Yeah, we like it. Okay, it says this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. We just talked about him. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. That light, not this light. Indirectly. So that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Say that with me. The world did not recognize him. There you go. Okay. Together now. The world did not recognize him. All right. Okay. Very good. That's important. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love this passage for a a number of reasons. but One of the things I want to draw attention to is, again, that descriptor of, of Jesus. So, Jesus is the light. And actually, do you realize that without light, nothing can be seen? Light itself is what allows you to have sight. So, when we're talking about God made visible, Advent is the culmination of that, where God has made himself more visible than ever before. There's this phrase, a picture is worth a thousand words. And I believe God, he he, he knew about that. And so he says, I'm going to give you a picture of what I'm like. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to step down and become flesh and dwell among you. Never before has God been more visible than when he stepped down through the sun and stepped into humanity and he did this so that we could know him he did this to make himself known to us and so that we could know him do you hear the heart of God saying I want you to know me and I'm doing something about it um, a, a few weeks ago, I don't know how long ago it was a month maybe. Um, Micah Cornelia did this awesome thing called "Text a Toasty." You guys, yeah, you know, I'll explain it. Okay, um, basically, combination of delicious food and spiritual food. They made sandwiches, grilled cheese and grilled Nutella. Wow. And they made available to the entire campus um, these sandwiches upon request delivered to your door um, along with an answer to any question that you had about God or spirituality. Pretty awesome. I I came up with a lot of questions actually. They didn't give me a sandwich but it's okay. Um, (laughs) So in the middle of that I, I, I stopped in just to see how it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, someone actually wrote this question who wasn't from campus. They saw it on Twitter or something and wrote in and sent an email. I don't, I don't know. They were from Ohio and it was an artist and he said, I have some question, uh, questions for you. And his question was, you know, as an artist, how do you um, deal with the fact that um, as a visual person who uh, responds to things seen, how do you deal with the fact that God is not visible? And the first thing I I thought as a fellow artist was, you know what? I feel like God must have known that, how important it would be for us to see who he was. And the truth is, he has made himself visible. Like he knows that this matters. I know we talk about faith being not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. But you know what? God has given us a picture of who He is. God has revealed himself so we could see with our eyes who He was. And it says that here, but there's a tragedy that comes into play. I don't know how or why, but it says that He came to reveal himself, but it says this: It says the world though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. God comes in the form of Jesus. And the world did not recognize him. His own people did not recognize that, in fact, this was the Savior that they were waiting for. Tragic verse, when you think about it. And, and we live in the middle of that, don't we? We live in the middle of a world where people, um, God has made himself known, and yet people are like, where is God? What is he doing? Why won't he intervene? Does he even care? All of those questions. And in the middle of that, do you see the opportunity that we have? Do you see the, the, the potential to reveal the truth? As we recognize that God throughout history and like never before through his son has been about revealing himself. Showing us who he is so we can see. Do you see opportunity? In order for us to get there, I believe that first and foremost in this time, in this season, we need a fresh glimpse of Jesus. See, because part of the reason that the world does not see who God is, part of the reason reason they don't recognize him is because The church has yet to manifest him. The church is not walking in a manner worthy of the call that we have. And I'm I'm not trying to make a blanket statement, but what I believe is that oftentimes we're not walking with a clear awareness and picture of how amazing Jesus is. And as a result of that, we're not able to reflect it. Are you with me? So in this time, if we're going to give people a picture of the hope that we have, we need fresh eyes to see who God is. We need fresh understanding of the story that perhaps we've heard over and over again. We need this story to be new. We need the person of Jesus to be alive in our lives. We need God to shine light on the beauty of who he is and what he's done. And the good news is God is so ready and willing and able to do that. God wants you to see him clearly in this time. Do you believe that? Like Jesus is um. God on your behalf so that you could see him clearly. Again, the fruit of the truth of God's work through Jesus on the cross, one of the fruits is that we now have access to God and through the Spirit we can see who he is. So that when people say, who is God? Where is he? What's he like? You should be able to tell them because you've seen him. I've seen him. You want to know? Let me tell you through my life lived like his. I want to read this second verse, and it's along those lines. It's in um, 1 Corinthians. It's an amazing passage that talks about that. It talks about the, the sight that we now have through the Spirit of God. Who's heard the verse, no eye has seen, no ear has heard? Okay, it's in your Bible, yeah. In case you're wondering. uh, The verse says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. A lot of people say, no eye has heard, no, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, yeah. Someone's like, that's not how it works. I don't hear. I don't know. Okay. People often will say it like a declaration. But there's more to it than that. I want us to read the whole context because you have probably heard this per, um, by chance out of context and thus applied wrongly. But this is what 1 Corinthians 2 says in regards to that verse, which is from Jeremiah, I believe. Is it Jeremiah? Isaiah? Which one? Isaiah. Okay. It's from Isaiah. It's from the Old Testament. This is what it says, um, starting in verse 7. We declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's going back to they did not see him for who he is. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen and what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived, it doesn't end there. The things God Has prepared for those who love him. And this is what he says. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Yeah. Does that not get you excited? It should get you really pumped up. We've won the Super Bowl, people. (laughs) Which is really good because we don't have a chance this year. I'm sorry. I had to go there. You're like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the Ravens, okay? Oof. <laughs> On a side note, I, I got a message from JP today. He says, we're watching the Ravens. Where is Joe Flacco? <laughs> I said, it's a long story, man. It's been a rough year. You're tuning in at a rough time. Uh, <laughs> just need to know, he's not playing anymore. He hurt himself last week. Pray for Joe Flacco and his knee and the Ravens. We've won the Super Bowl, people. That was my point. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his Spirit. Does God want us to see who he is? Absolutely. Has he made a way? Yes. What is God like? Look at Jesus. Hebrews 1 says, Jesus is the express image of the Father. When you look at Jesus, you see a perfect reflection of what God is like. You got it? And in that, you see God saying, I want you to know me. I want you to know what I'm like. And I want to know you. Jesus, he's not just a reflection of the Father, but he made a way for us to know the Father. And then we see here that so Jesus was in cooperation with the heart of the Father for us to know God. And Jesus comes to make that possible. And then Jesus goes and he says, I'm sending another. And the Holy Spirit, what does he do? He points us to Jesus. And then through Jesus, he points us to the Father. And it's this beautiful relationship. He's like, I want you to get it. I want you to know me. I want you to discover the depths of the mystery of who I am. And I've made it possible. We've won the Super Bowl, people. Just remind yourself of that when you're getting a little down or discouraged. It says the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God. You might have heard that one quoted too. Except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. What do you have? You have the spirit that knows the deep things of God. You have access to the deep things of God through his spirit deposited in you. Do you believe that? And have you taken him up on it? Have you said, wow, that's amazing. Okay, God, I'm going to partner with you and I'm going to let you reveal yourself to me by your spirit, not by my effort, not by my might, not by learning how to best study the Bible. Those things, well, the last ones may be a good thing. But it's not the way that you know God. You know him because of his spirit revealing who he is. Wow. I can keep reading It's so good right there. It just keeps going at the end of this. This is what he says. Who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> do, do you see what he's saying there? He's saying all these verses, they're true, but then God has, in fact, fulfilled them and given us the ability to know him. That's what Jesus did. That's what he accomplished. The mystery that was a mystery for a long time is not a mystery anymore. Because of the Spirit. And it's really important that we get this. Because it's through us walking out the truth of this that others are going to see him. God wants to take you into the deep things of who he is. And as he does you will become more like him. As he does you're going to carry the reflection that you were made for which is the reflection of your creator. As he does you're going to reflect who he is. You're going to represent him wherever you go it's true it's it's bound to happen it's bound to happen it will happen it is happening Uh, i was thinking about this one and uh There's uh <laughs> there's this example I was thinking of. I was talking with Peyton who's not here, and she kept telling me the weirdest thing, you remind me, you remind me of my old youth pastor, Reverend So and so. I don't remember I don't remember his name. I'm like, Okay, that's nice. And then I don't know Reverend so and so, so you know, it wasn't like I was like, Really? Wow, you know, it's not like she was like you remind me of some superstar, you know? I actually got for most of my life, kid you not, from the time I was seven. You remind me of Tom Cruise. People tell me that wherever I go. It really got annoying, especially when you started going off the deep end. It's like, I don't wanna remind you of Tom Cruise, okay? And I'm not into Scientology, so <laughs> I'm serious. I would just go into random places and be like, I don't even have to tell you who you look like. I'm like, just stop. <laughs> that happened, I promise you. So anyway, she's like, you remind me of Reverend so-and-so. I'm like, that's great, you know. I hope he was a good guy. I hope he is a good guy. But it kind of got annoying after a little while because I would just say something and she's like, that is so weird. You remind me of Reverend so-and-so. I'm like, you told me that already. She's like, I'm going to have to let you meet him because you just, like, your voice and I don't know what it is but something about you just reminds me of him. I'm like, Well, I don't know if I really need to meet him (laughs) if I remind you so much of him. You see what I'm getting at? When you let God's glory shine through you, people are going to be like, I don't know what it is about you. Who do you remind me of? They they, they might not even know. They're going to think, who do you remind me of? There's something about you. Somebody famous. I can't think of it. You're like, Jesus? (laughs) I wasn't thinking of that, but now that you mention it, maybe that, yeah, okay, yeah. You got it? What a privilege. What a call. That's what he wants to do through your life some of you are like I don't know I can't carry that weight just get to know him and as you get to know him you will be more like him and as you become more like him people will notice I want to read one last verse along those lines and then we'll wrap up it's the verse that I had bookmarked and no longer bookmarked but I found it there it is thank you um it's an interesting verse, and you know I, I heard this verse one time. <clears throat> it's uh, in First John. I didn't tell you where it was. <laughs> I should tell you First John four, okay? First John four, in verse twelve, it says, "No one has ever seen God." You might have heard that one misquoted too. No one has ever seen God. Wait a second, we were just talking, this whole sermon has been about seeing God. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I stand by the first two points I made. Uh, I heard someone um, bring this verse up one time as I was talking about Jesus, and he said, but no one's ever seen God. So what about Jesus? I'll, I'll let you just sit on that one for a minute. That's not what John was saying. This is what he is saying. So let's read again the bigger context here. This is what he says. He says, dear friends, uh, let's actually start in verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love that, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins dear friends since God so loved us we ought to love one another and that's the context here he's talking to them about representing the God who they claim to follow he's saying if you say you love God but his love is not flowing through you if you say you've seen God But his love is not manifesting in your life. If if you say you know God but you can't love the person next to you. How can you love God whom you haven't seen? That's what he says. So he's saying you need to walk out the truth of what you believe. Because that's going to tell people who you know. That's going to tell people who you've seen. And that's going to allow people to. To see what you've seen. This is what he says. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another. God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. Jesus walked. In the fullness of the love of God. And when people encountered that love, they saw the Father. They saw the God who is love. That's what John tells us. And as we do the same, they will see God. As we walk in the love of God, people will see him. But in order to walk in the love of God, we've got to let him love us. That's where it starts. So, what an exciting opportunity and invitation to make God visible. To make God visible. That's what this season is about. God being made visible in our world. And in him being made visible, the realization and the revelation of his love. Of his mercy, of his grace, of his desire for us to know him and to be known by him. I don't know, I don't know what it looks like for you, but wow, we each have an opportunity. Each of our days is an opportunity. Each of our places where we find ourselves, school, work, whatever it is. This weekend is an opportunity as we go to the Christmas store. There are a ton of them. Will you buy his spirit in you? Let him make himself known. Let's pray. Wow. Thank you, God. thank you for the privilege that you've entrusted us with. Jesus, he said, it's better that I go. You could have stayed. You could have continued to do what you did so amazingly well. reveal the Father, but you said, it's better that I go. But only because I'm sending my spirit, and my spirit is going to reveal who I am. thank you for the gift. And I pray we would cooperate and make room, prepare our hearts for more of you, God. So that as we receive more of your goodness and your grace and your mercy, and as we see more of what you're like, your beauty, your majesty, very thing we're beholding. She said, as we behold you, we will become more like you. So, captivate us, God. Let our eyes be fixed on you. I want to see you for who you really are. Let us see you for who you really are. How will we know? We'll know because our hearts will be so moved. As we behold your love, your grace, your mercy, your goodness. So Lord, pour out by your spirit fresh understanding. Fresh perspective new eyes to see our king. Jesus, you're our king. No other, no other king, no other king would leave his throne instead. step. but you did thank you Jesus I was just thank you